0: Hey guys. Here we are week 2 of this live stream thing and it is I'm going to be honest with you guys it's super weird sitting here looking at my face on a screen. So I just wanted to say hello and um welcome to Women's Life Live Coronavirus Edition. Um you guys, we had such a great response on last week and we had such a great response on the trauma talk. So I just want to say thank you again to Ash and to Matt. For coming and doing that with us, and I wanted to say thank you to you guys for engaging, for um, being a part. Oh, hi guys! Hi, Chels! Hi, Karen. Hey, Em, Mary, and Brittany. Um, so tonight is going to be kind of an experiment because we're figuring this out as we go. I wanted to do a talk tonight on my own and see how that, you know, how it works. Um, but it's going to be super informal. It's just me and you. So let me pray, and then we're going to get started. So. Um, Father, thank you for tonight. Um, you know, I was just saying to you right before this that unless you come and your Holy Spirit works and moves and speaks tonight, that this is not going to work. So um, I just need your help to just tell the story of what you've done in my life over the last two years. And I would ask that that would bring some meaning through your word to other people who are maybe struggling tonight. So I ask that in your name, Jesus. Amen. All right, guys. So, um, I need to tell you guys a story. I, a couple of years ago, I was just minding my own business, leaving my house to get, either put something in the mailbox or get something out of the mailbox. I don't remember. Anyway, I was going to the mailbox. And I stepped outside my front door. And the way that our front door is, is we have this red door and then there's like a little tiny step that's probably like this high. And then you step down and then we have a porch and some more steps. So I just like hopped on down the door and out the steps and got what I was getting from the mailbox. And literally, as soon as I walked back up the stairs and took my eyes off of what I was looking at in my hand, I looked in at my front door and I saw a snake. There was a snake that I had stepped over laying in that little like part right underneath the door. And it it was a baby copperhead, y'all. There was a baby copperhead laying in front of my door. Um, And y'all need to know, I am not okay with snakes i don't love them i don't like them i think people who have them for pets are kind of odd Um, no offense if you had a snake as a pet i'll love you but i will think you're a little odd on the inside um so you know and as i was thinking about tonight man you guys a snake is a fear of mine but don't we all have fears right now um there's a lot of things to be afraid of right now the news is full of it we're living in quarantine Um, there's financial stresses, there's worries of all kinds about family members, you know, we have regular life stress. And then on top of it all, we get this, you know, worldwide pandemic. It's so wonderful. And so for me, as I was thinking about tonight, I was like, man, our fears can feel like this, the snake felt to me. It was unexpected. It was right at my front door. I didn't even know it was coming. I stepped right over it went on my way and didn't see it till I was coming back in. And, um, I feel like in a lot of ways, what we're going through right now has definitely been that kind of fear. We didn't expect it. We didn't know it was coming. We were just doing what we normally do. So I want to share with you guys what I did with the snake. I didn't just let it lay there. Um, I went and got some boots. I had some like water boots, you know, like rain boots. I got those, put them on. I went and got my shovel and um, I killed the snake. I chopped its head off with a shovel, which is one of my more like... Claims to fame. If I'm being honest, I felt like a super incredible person after killing the snake. But I didn't just leave it hanging outside my front door. I didn't pick it up and and bring it into my house. Um, I didn't sit with it. I didn't pet it. I killed the snake and I threw it away from my life. And I I've thought about my life in general and the journey that God has had me on for the past couple of years. Um, I wanted to share that with you guys because the snake for me is obviously an analogy for fear, which is where we're going tonight. But the snake, you know, for me, has been something that I have invited into my heart, into my world, into my life as, as a person, and not even knowing that I was doing it, and whatever my little fears or situations were. So I wanna share that with you guys that it's not wrong to feel afraid, um, and this is where we're going tonight, it's not wrong to feel afraid. So my question is, if it's not wrong to feel afraid, but scripture tells us not to fear, and we live in the middle of an insanely crazy world, those feel like three different messages, and how do we put that together as Christ followers? So, um, here's here's the bottom line where we're going. Remember, we said is he worth it? Um, so tonight we're gonna invite Jesus into our fear and ask him what he wants to do with it, and we're gonna look at a couple of passages. So, um, what um, if you guys have your Bibles, open them up. We're gonna look at Second Chronicles chapter twenty, and it starts in verse one. I'm just going to read that to you guys. I'm looking at <laughs> I'm looking at your comments. I am a warrior M. Thank you. Second um, Chronicles chapter 20, it says, All the men of Judah, with their wives and children and little ones, stood there before the Lord. Then the Spirit of the Lord came on, y'all, these names, Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, son of, oh, we're just going to skip the sons. Um, so what's happening is there's this huge army that's coming against the nation of Israel, And this king is Jehoshaphat, and he has called everybody to pray. So the whole nation of Israel is standing before the Lord right now. And this man named um, Jehaziel stands up, and this is what he says. He says, listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid. See, there it is. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, march down against them. They will be climbing up by the pass of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jerul. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you, Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid. There it is again. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. So, you know, a battle can have a lot of forms. A Fear can have a lot of forms. It may be something fear and anxiety may be something that you battle on a regular basis, or it may be something new that you're experiencing. But no matter how it comes into your life, when you're confronting that snake, when you're confronting that fear, that battle that you're coming against, it's going to feel overwhelming. It's going to feel like you don't know what to do. It's that flight what do they call it flight, fight, or flight, fight or freeze. That's like the worst tongue twister ever. So that's where Israel is in this story right now. There's this huge army coming against them, and they go to inquire before the Lord, and God says to them, don't be afraid. I would be like, I'm sorry. Did you know that there's this huge army coming against me? How can you tell me not to be afraid? And I think that that is sometimes the attitude that we have when God says, don't fear. As Christ followers, we're like, what does that even mean? Because fear doesn't even feel like we can control it sometimes. So let's keep reading. And then it says, Jehoshaphat bowed down with his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down and worship before the Lord. Then some Levites from the Kohathites and Korahites, I didn't practice his name, sorry, almost, stood up and praised the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud voice. Early in the morning they left for the desert of Tekoa. And as I set out, Jehoshaphat set, stood up and said, Listen to me, Judah, and the people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord your God." And you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets, and you will be successful. And after consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord, and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness. As they went out at the head of the army, saying, "Give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever." And they began to sing and praise. The Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. The Ammonites, known Moabites, rose up against the men from Mount Seir to destroy and annihilate them. And after they finished slaughtering the men, they helped to destroy one another. When the men of Judah came to the place that overlooks the desert and looked toward the vast army, they saw only dead bodies lying on the ground. No one had escaped. So you guys, what, you know, here's, here's where God has been been bringing me. So this started for me about two years ago, where I had um, a situation with someone that I cared deeply for. And that person was really choosing all kinds of wrong things. And um, for me, people are my strength and my weakness. I love people. And so it has been a lifelong journey, but especially in the last two years where God has been teaching me how not to engage in a way for ba- in spiritual battles where my personal health and well-being is affected by someone else's choices. I can still be okay, even if someone else is not okay. And this is like part two of that for me, where God has invited me and taught me not just to... Not just to be okay, but also to um, learn how to play how to pray from a place of victory, how to use praise as a weapon, as a spiritual weapon. So, I want you guys to notice in this story, Israel fought their fear and their battle by praising God. They were singing praise as they walked onto the battlefield. and this is this is the crux of it. This is what it is. is that? Praise is a spiritual weapon and it's one that we don't engage in and we don't understand the power of. And even me right now, um, this is something I'm still learning how to practice and it's a discipline for me. So praise and worship is a spiritual weapon because the normal and the natural human reaction when we face a battle or a snake or a fear or something that wants to decimate and destroy us is to be afraid, is to be afraid. So I had some questions about fear, and I looked it up. What does unchecked fear, like that spiral of anxiety and fear, do in us as human beings when it's not checked? Um, There's three things that I just wanted to point out. The first one is our physical health. Um, Science says that fear weakens our immune system. It causes damage to our hearts. It causes gastrointestinal damage, like ulcers. Um, it It can lead to accelerated aging. And who, girls, listen, none of us want to look older than we need to be. Um, also, it can, number two, it can um, cause us to not think well. It, it affects our brain processing and our reactivity. Fear can interrupt our processes and our brains and the way that we make decisions. And we can turn negative. Even if the situation's not negative, we can actually turn negative in our decision making. It, it, it stops us from seeing the situation as it really is. And then thirdly is mental health, um, unchecked fear, unchecked anxiety. Um, mental health, it's you know depression, PTSD, fatigue, those kinds of things. So science says that unchecked fear spirals that we get in in our heads where we're just... For me, I found myself a couple of years ago for, in this situation with this person that I was engaging with. In you know, Even in prayer, I was praying from a place of despondency. I was praying from a place of negativity where I was asking God to do something but I wasn't really believing that he would do it. And so here's where I want us to understand the difference between the feeling and the action. If you guys noticed in that whole story of Israel, what they did, the first thing they did was take um, the situation, the battle to to God and ask him what he wanted. Jehoshaphat asked God uh, what he wanted. And that was amazing. Because raw emotion is something that God has given us. So when the Bible says not to fear i don't believe that it's that we're not to fear or feel afraid um i believe that in our fear we're not to allow it to go unchecked and become the thing that controls our behavior so raw emotion is meant to be a warning sign not a state of being so when that when we feel that fear when we see that snake and it's like you know that battle is coming it can be really difficult in those moments where we all we feel is the emotion to believe that um, praising God could have any benefit. It actually feels crazy because we are doing something the opposite of what we're feeling. We are acting out of belief, out of a faith, out of an intentional choice, instead of out of our emotion. So it sounds like it feels like foolishness, especially in the face of a battle that we can't overcome because Israel on its own without the power of God would have had three, three armies coming against it and they would have been knocked out, they would have been destroyed. But in that story in 2 Chronicles, they went ahead and walked into that battlefield, not necessarily even with their weapons. The first people they put in the front lines were the worship leaders. And so those worship leaders were leading them. They were walking with spiritual weapons, not physical weapons. And I think we can learn a lot from what they were doing. So we said the first thing King Jehoshaphat did right was to ask God what to do. He took it to God in prayer. And when God answered him saying, don't be afraid, he chose to act on that. Um, I just want to you know, remind you guys tonight that believing God is the antidote to fear. It's not necessarily going to remove the emotion right away, but as we believe God and step into things that he calls us to do, we're going to find that he is there and he is able. So it takes faith. It takes an intentional choice of the will um, to say that I will believe God in this no matter what. So the second thing that King Jehoshaphat did was that he acted. Um, he acted out of faith, he acted in praise and worship, and he didn't allow his fear that he felt to be the thing that dictated his behavior and his choices. So for me, that was like when I began to understand that when God tells us in scripture over and over and over again not to be afraid, that it was because not that we're not supposed to feel that emotion, but because we're supposed to use that emotion to understand there's a problem, but then we're supposed to move towards action in a different way. And, um, that was like a game changer for me. So I looked up gratitude as well because I was interested to see what the effect of thankfulness and gratitude has on the body. Um, So there's three things there also. And the first one is um, that gratitude improves our physical health. Um, Science, they've done studies, there's one done in 2012, and it says that grateful people experience fewer aches and pains and they feel healthier than other people. Um, The second one is that gratitude improves our psychological health, and it can reduce toxic emotions, including frustration and envy and regret, and that's been studied as well. And the third one is that gratitude increases our mental strength, that it can reduce stress, and it can help us overcome trauma. So I just love, you know, people like to not give God much credit for understanding who he is and what he can do, but if he's the creator and he made us, then he knows what is best for us. So when he says, don't be afraid, when he says, do everything with Thanksgiving, it's not because he's like, you know, pie in the sky, Pollyanna kind of God. It's because he knows that what we need to move forward in our lives in the middle of difficult situations is to choose to praise, is to choose to be thankful, because that helps us mentally and emotionally to be able to make better decisions. And, there, and it takes our spiritual power that we have from the holy spirit and takes it against the enemy and into the battle so what are we choosing guys right now we have choices um we have choices about what we can do and how we can walk towards and move towards what we're encountering right now because the snakes are real there was a real snake in front of my door there's a real battle that we're in right now there are real reasons to be afraid and I just want to share with you guys, I'm not immune to that. Um, last night, I took three hours and I played some worship music and I did a puzzle and I prayed because my head and my heart were not in a good place. And I needed I needed three hours to get my head and heart back into a place of faith and not a fear. Um, you know, and I don't know what it is for you guys right now. I feel sometimes like we're, this feels to me like we're in a little room. And all of the walls are kind of squeezing in from every direction. I don't know if that feels that way to you. But there are things like school for our kids that have been affected. Our jobs are being affected. um, Possibly our health can be affected. And so as we have these very real snakes, real fears, real battles coming up, my question for us as as Christ followers is what remains in us, you know? When everything else is stripped away from us, when all of the things that we normally go to, Are stripped away from us and we're sitting in our homes um, you know just us and God you know what remains in us what are we living in and what is the most true about God in us and what is the most true about who God is to us I want to continue reading um, just a scripture out of Acts it's another story of praise working as a weapon Um, so in this situation Paul the Apostle and his companion Silas they have been preaching in this city, and um, the people there did not like that. The people who are in charge, they have beaten them, and they are putting them in jail. So let's start in verse 22. It says, The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. And after they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. Paul and Silas were at their lowest point, you guys. They were at a place where people would look at them and say they had every right to be crying, to be afraid, to be um, angry, to um, be in despair. They were literally beaten. They were bleeding. They were sore. They were angry. They were afraid, I'm sure. They are in their worst possible place. It was a time to be afraid. But what did they choose? They chose to sing. It says about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing. They asked God about their situation. They were praying. And then they acted in faith. They acted in worship. And that was the singing. And. As they chose to praise, as they chose thankfulness, their chains fell off and God moved. Philippians 4 verses 6 through 7 is a scripture that all of us probably know or most of us know. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I've read that scripture a lot over my life and I've heard it a lot in in church and it used to frustrate me because I felt like it was impossible to never feel anxious that felt like an impossibility to me like don't breathe like don't be afraid means like don't exist (laughs) Um, but when we switch the context from feeling to acting it makes so much more sense to me because we can feel something but we can choose to act in a way that is different than how we feel So when I physically act in praise, when I physically put myself into prayer and into a gratitude mindset, my whole demeanor changes and peace comes. And I think it's interesting that in the scripture, it says, walk in prayer, walk in thanksgiving, and then the peace of God comes. And all of us want peace right now. All of us need peace right now. All of us um, want the security of knowing that God has our back. And I can tell you guys, you know, and I'm happy to tell you guys, all day long, that God has our back, that he is for us and not against us. But we have to take that step of faith, of choosing to praise him for ourselves. I want to encourage you guys to do that. I want you guys to think about this this week. What is my battle? What is my snake? And where can I actively choose to praise God and pray from a place of victory? Because when we do that, our chains fall off and our battles can be won. I think that as Christ followers, we have a very unique situation where we are almost time travelers in a way. Um, You know, we have been saved. We have been made new, and we are being made new. But Christ has already won the victory for us. And so having won the victory for us, that's going to be ours in the future. Um, What's already true about us in the present is also true in the future where God has, has got the victory and everything is won. And everything is at peace and where in revelation it says there's no more crying there's no more tears or suffering that that is our truth now as much as it will be then um but it is a mindset that we have to step into in order to allow that power of god into our lives and to allow that peace of god into our lives so i just want to encourage you guys where is your mindset um and take that active step of praying out of victory so in my situation that I mentioned where I was praying for someone and I was praying out of a, a place of discouragement, as I begin to change that and I begin to pray out of a place of victory for that person, that person's life began to change as well. And um, not, you know that whole situation hasn't completely, you know there was no big moment of um, change or revelation or um, that person seeking God yet. But I did notice and I did see changes and softening of heart where there were questions that were starting to be asked about God. There were things that that person was choosing that were intentionally different than what they'd done before. And so I still believe that that big change is coming, that that big moment of salvation is coming. And I'm praying out of a place of victory and claiming God's will for that person in, in that life. Um, and I, I really would like to encourage you guys that wherever you're at tonight, if you are dealing with anxiety, if you are dealing with fear, if you're looking at that snake and it just feels like the snake is the only thing in the whole world that's real or important right now, um, that you don't invite it in to stay, that you go ahead and take the tools that we've been given, you take it scripture that you've been given, and you actively take it to God, and you actively praise, and you actively worship in the middle of your fear. Um, because either God is real, and what he promises us is real, or it's not. And I think that it's okay to step into those places and not be afraid that God won't catch us because he will. So I have some questions for you guys. I'm going to stay on here and chat with you a little bit. Um, It's 7.23. Yeah, I'm going to stay on here and chat with you a little bit. If you guys have questions, you can private chat me. Um, But I would just like to ask these two questions. And if you guys are on your groups and you're texting together, um, here are your discussion questions. Number one. What's your snake or what's your battle that you're in tonight? How are you feeling? And question two is, how can you actively praise God this week in the middle of that battle? Okay? Love you guys. Thanks for being with me on this adventure that we're on together. And um, we'll talk to you soon. And I will be on here to continue to chat if anyone wants to do that.